0: And action! Welcome to another amazing episode of the Action Podcast. We are on episode 64. And wow. today, we've got a, a, a little lineup here that we're excited about. We have No Hard Feelings, the new comedy starring Jennifer Lawrence, directed by Gene Stupinski, who directed The Good Old Boys, Um, also from The Office fame. Uh, next is Extraction 2, starring Chris Hemsworth, the sequel, of course, to What Pete. Extraction, extraction one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. Although it was just called Extraction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then third, we have Asteroid City. We were able to get to that. Um, and then lastly, uh, Pete was able to see a movie called The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Mm. So we'll be uh, people will be talking about that one. Uh, so with that, Pete, let's get into no hard feelings. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this one. But um, well, why don't you why don't you take this one first? Okay, sounds good. Uh so Let's no hard, a little bit. No hard feelings. So I saw this in theater. I uh, just saw it and uh overall I had a good experience. Um you know, we've talked about this before. Um comedies in general are are down um movies that make you really laugh out loud or even push the envelope um are are just down in general, but I I thought especially with this director gene stupinski um you know i thought he did a good job uh, and they pushed the envelope and i i, I enjoyed it i i i like the humor um again it's it's definitely r rated humor and um and i thought this the story had some heart to it um you know it's it's ultimately a story uh, about friendship and um I thought they did a good job. I was curious where this movie was going to go at certain points, um, just the way they set it up. I wasn't sure, you know, I wasn't sure if it was going to go kind of more of a predictable line of thought or or how it was going to play out. But um, and again, you just just for the audience to know, uh, when I go into a movie, because I can literally, if I want to, I can pretty much dissect something really really bad um and and really take the joy out of watching something so when i try and watch a movie the first time uh i literally turn off my brain and just try and watch it and so just so i because i can predict the endings for the most part i mean it's you, yeah there's clues and setups that where you can pretty much kind of figure out because you have to that's that's the part of filmmaking because i'm you know being both a writer and director i know how to do that so when i watch these films I, i i turn my brain off and just watch it and just try and be an audience member and so uh yeah the crowd laughed um a lot of good laughter uh crowd was into it i was into it um i don't i would i wouldn't put it as high as good boys um the good boys i think really pushed the envelope and i think that the good boys is probably like one of the better comedies of this of the last five to even ten years maybe since 2013 or 14 um so i don't think it's quite as high there but uh overall i thought it was good i thought um you know jennifer lawrence did a good job um you know and i i saw an interview with her too i think you know she doesn't consider herself really like a comedic actress um now she's i think she's got a funny personality but i think you know she plays to her strength and she doesn't you know obviously she's a good actress but she doesn't really like she doesn't try too hard you know sometimes these movies can lean towards that and i thought they'd just kind of put her in a position to succeed and let kind of the situations be comical or you know the situation be comical but not try and force her to just be funny and you know some of the side characters were funny too um uh, the uh the other rescue owner guy in the shop he had some funny he had some funny moments i enjoyed him Uh, Matthew Broderick, of course, uh was great in the, his role. Uh really great. Great really to see, see
1: Matthew Broderick again. Yeah. I didn't recognize him at first. I did one of these. What is that? Yeah. Is it Paris? No, I knew he was in this. Um he was sneaky funny. Like he, he yeah. played that, that helicopter dad who's just oblivious to anything. Um and who at his core is just a he's he's kind of a son of a bitch in a way, you know. Yeah. He almost like doesn't respect like his wife or or his kid like at all um but you could tell that he, he's just worth like a billion dollars and so he's kind of able to act however he wants um i thought he played the
0: role really well yeah and i thought funny. i thought the setup was good in terms of again it's it's matthew Brodock, but just you know him kind of setting up and of what he wants from jennifer lawrence i like every really like their back and forth. um i thought that was that was a really good scene really funny um, but yeah, I you know i I would say my critique and it's just with anything is is keep pushing the envelope. It still felt a little held back um in a way. and I think you know I, I think they're they probably need to be another kind of hard hitter, I think, when it came to the comedy to make it like a level like elite level. um, you know, because again i'm 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 just going over the ones like the comedies that really kind of been dominating again we're talking like the 2000s era yeah. you know judd apatel
1: prime all that yeah if this had like a bill Hader or a will forte or yeah you know, it needed more comedians more, like a real like real comedian in this i think it would have been it got a six eight yeah um i think that this would have pushed it up and, and it would have been like an amazing comedy um yeah i agree i mean i i do feel like it held itself back just a little bit. Um, I think that's but, it. No, I think you just,
0: I think you just nailed exactly what this film needed. Was it just, again, I think everybody in it did good, but you know, like you're saying, Bill Hader, like again, like forgetting Sarah Marshall, Bill Hader's a very small role, but Bill Hader is amazing. Right. And okay. he, he elevates it so much. Um, is Leslie man in that? No, that's someone else. No, but she's you know, like forgetting Sarah Marshall. But then you, you have Paul Rudd, you have um you have Craig Robinson. No, it's Craig Robinson that? No, Craig Robinson's not in that one. Um no. uh who else? Who else has little cameo roles in that movie? Um I'm blanking. Yeah, I'm blanking too. But again, you know, wedding crashers, you know, you, there's it's it's the same thing. You're you little people, little people. Um other people have little roles in it, but they're huge home run hitters, you know, right. so people just come in, you know, pinch hit, hit a home run and walk off, you know, and I, I you think- had
1: the, you had that comment about, um, uh, what was the movie with Sebastian and, um, Robert De Niro oh, yeah. about my father. Yeah. Yeah. I would, is this better than that? Or was that better than this? Because that one had that supporting cast, according to you, that came in and just absolutely crushed. Right. Yeah. So-
0: um i think i laughed more in this one Hmm. but i was they're they're both kind of like right on the same level they're both good they're both really solid comedies um but but again like i I think both films didn't have well like i think jennifer lawrence is better than sebastian manikowsko in terms of acting and better be yeah
1: Oscar winner
0: so Six. I think you have I think you have yeah I think you, you you have just different dynamics you know um that's a that was a really good question you just asked um yeah I'm obviously ill prepared to answer that right. ahead. um yeah I think they have different dynamics so I think the strength of about my father was the supporting cast and that's what really carried the film and then it was in that way like Sebastian Manikowski and Robert De Niro, it didn't rely on them to be the comedy, right? Right. Uh, this is, you know, they're like again. Um, um the kid behind you, uh, he did a great job. Um, you know, sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: You sometimes these roles, the kid is actually like awkward, like he's actually not a great actor. And then and they just don't perform very well. But this kid had really cool, awkward acting if that makes sense like he had a cool vibe still to himself even though he was he had his quirks he had a nice little vibe to him and he
1: was he was definitely he played the role to perfection he he was as awkward as you can come he played the role perfectly um there was there was a real sweetness um to his performance and his personality um There was an innocence to him um but then you saw throughout the course of the film you saw that inside of him was absolute strength as well right and and there was a man inside of him uh the entire time uh just needed and that was the point of her being hired uh to sort of be his love interest was to and so she accomplishes her goal spoiler sorry you know you couldn't have figured that one out by the trailer then you know shame on you for going to comedies yeah. Um, but yeah, this was I I didn't I didn't like bust out laughing with this film. I wasn't like rolling on the ground and and just like pounding my fist on the on the ground is laughing hysterically. I thought it was a really sweet movie. I thought it was well done. Um, I thought Jennifer Lawrence, who is like one of my favorites, uh, I think that she's gorgeous and she's a great actress. Um, I think that her role, like you were talking about, is very akin to um her real life personality because when you see her in interviews and you know when she tripped on the way up to accepting an award or something like the way she plays it off and the way she laughs and the way she kind of plays down celebrity um and and sort of her fame and and she is quirky in real life and she does have a really good sense of humor and she's playful at least you know i'm not friends with her but if if i could bet my everything on it i would guess that she is like that in real life because yeah. that's what she that's what she uh, kind of portrays um so i thought that sh- her coming into a comedy like this i i had no fears about it um i mean the only downside to this if you want to call it a downside is you know i'm i'm all for nudity but the scene where she was naked was really weird like, yeah. it was just a weird scene, and it I don't know. I didn't like it, to be honest. I just didn't yeah, think it was – I didn't think it was appropriate for the film. I think it took away from the film, to be honest. It's a weird, uh, weird scene in the middle of that. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a bizarre scene, and I don't know. I Like, I was watching it like this. <laughs> like, what is yeah. this? Like, why – um whatever but you know fine it served a purpose um you know they set it up properly i mean this was a good story right it was told properly they executed it i thought the performances were were well done um i just think it was missing that that second hard-hitting sort of comedic um actor or actress to come in and just like a Kristen wig or something all of a sudden she's like the best friend or whatever i think that would have been not that that woman, uh, whatever her name is, didn't do a great job. I mean, she was very low key and um, very dry sense of humor, which I appreciate. Yeah, um, this is a. I think a, this is a must see for the week. I think you should definitely go and see it. It's it's good. Yeah, I thought it's a good
0: time. If you like R rated comedies, I think, like I said, there's this is this is as good as they're, they
1: get uh, these days for sure. But it didn't feel it didn't feel so R rated, right? It didn't. It, other than that nude scene it was just like no i, really I mean there's a lot of
0: the, the language for sure
1: yeah i know but it was done in in it was done almost like a, in, in a in a real life sort of way I mean, like by the way know, i'm not saying is, that's a bad thing i i i prefer it my kids have heard me talk like this every day of their lives right other issue people so, we're not, not going to delve into that in this podcast <laughs> this is this it, it just it just really seemed like i was watching a real life sort of story yeah, and, yeah, i agree so. Uh, I did like the brother,
0: not brother-in-law, but the um, the friend's wife or friend's husband. Uh, he was funny. Um, he, he was probably the funniest side character besides probably the other the the um, the rescue kid. Yeah, um, but yeah. I, again, I think I think that's where this film could have taken. But again, you know, you're dealing with budgets. Who, who knows? Uh, I, I would like to see them lean on some relationships. Like, hey, bring your buddy on, small cameo. But again, like you're. you're I, we're comparing it to just like greats of all time, right? Like those are so. But I think again, it, it it's going to be one of the top comedies of the year. Um, uh It's it's better than some of the Netflix comedies we've seen. I mean, that's that's for sure. It's, so, yeah, it's it's funnier than Asteroid City. <laughs> there we go. Spoiler alert on here. Spoiler Thanks for that. All right, Pete. Well, let's move on. Uh, we okay. got to get through this. So um, next we have Extraction Two. Uh, yeah. I I was not able to see this. Do the wonderful totally. on the uh across the country, but uh, what did uh, what was your
1: thoughts? Yeah, Extraction Two, sequel to Extraction One, uh, directed by Sam Hargrave, um, who did Extraction, um, the original, uh, written by the Russo brothers. Who seems we we were we're seeming to find uh, they really love um this sort of action stunt driven. Uh, sort of filmmaking at this point, at least being a part of these kinds of films, um, and and this one does not disappoint. Um, it, of course, stars uh, Chris Hemsworth. Got a seven one so far uh, on on IMDb, and it's 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 worth every second. Uh, and the cool thing is, it's on Netflix. I mean, you don't even have to go to the theaters to 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 watch an incredible film. And just like with the first one, you know. The director, Sam Hargrave, who is a stuntman, Uh, that's what he's been doing for the better part of his career. You can tell in each of these sequences how much effort it takes. I mean, if you can imagine what it takes, like you've seen behind the scenes of like older movies where they do a, a car stunt, where it just does a simple flip and lands on its top or a guy jumping out of a building or something. Like the amount of setup time it takes to shoot that one shot is immense right yeah. this these stunt action sequences are are so heavy um but they're not over the top they really play amazingly well um they even have like these long sequences um almost like um almost like a Scorsese and Goodfellas where you're just following along an entire oops sorry they're following along in, like, an entire room and just in one take, right? They have, like, one of those sequences as well, which is really good. Um, this film is basically broken up into, like, three main sort of uh, stunt action sequences, right? With the story kind of weaved in between. It's really well done. Um, I think um, I, there was one there was one sort of flaw in it, and it's, it's at the beginning where you know, he's he's basically clinging to life. The opening of the movie is clinging to life, and he's got to sort of rehabilitate himself slowly to get back to hopefully normal, not even like being his old extraction job. Yeah. Um, but it just seems like overnight he's on a new mission, uh, and, and that's my only downside to it. Yeah, I think uh, that's what I've seen. Yeah. I, I'd have to see it again just to kind of see how that plays out, but this is action-packed. This is an amazing film. Uh, it's a great time. I think it could have been absolutely elevated if it was in the theaters. I think yeah. if I saw this movie in the theaters, it would have just blown me away even more because that's yeah, how it is. And let's not sleep on these action sequences. They are stunning.
0: Wow. Well, The
1: here's... one uh, of the train and the helicopter, that whole sequence is just like...
0: Well, you're selling. You're selling me, Pete. I definitely want to uh, check it out. I'll have some more time today. Uh, again, I've had a hectic schedule, so unfortunately, i have been able to see it. But um, so good, awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Uh, again,
0: oh, I, think the, um, I I'd love to hear small, when you love a movie.
1: A small, a small shout, I, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name. The guy that plays the main villain, Tornike Gogrichiani. He's so he crush good. As the as the villain, he's frightening. If I know that if I'm ever in some Eastern European city, like in the depths, of you're not like, far, Pete. You're not far. I'm not far from there right now. I'm coming to you live from Italy. Yeah, but if I ran into this guy in the street, I would I would pee my pants, and because I know that this guy would absolutely destroy me, without without even like thinking twice about it. I think that if you are looking for a movie villain. In your movies coming up, you need this guy in your movie if you want somebody that is intense, who plays the role, and can whoop some major ass at the same time. So, I like it. He's amazing. Awesome.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, let's move on uh, to Asteroid City. This is, of course, directed by Wes Anderson and... um Look, like, all I know about this movie is the premiere was like the premiere of all premieres. Everybody was there. Uh, oh, everybody's in it. Yeah, everybody's in it. I mean, this is this is what this guy is known for. Um, you know, he's essentially kind of like the new Woody Allen in a way where, um, you know, everybody wants to be in his films. They love working on it. it, it it's a, it's like an actors and in an industry film for sure. Um, I have not I did not see this. Of, of course, I'm, I've, I've taken the Peter role. In this podcast, yeah, we've switched roles. <laughs> yeah, we're we're like, we're like vice versa. Yeah, yes, I'm Jud Reinhold, and you're Kevin Fred Savage. Savage, Fred Savage, uh, Ke- Kevin, Fred Savage. Yeah, uh, Kevin Arnold. Yeah, so go ahead, go ahead, Pete. What were what your thoughts?
1: Asteroid City. I mean, listen, if you love Wes Anderson films this got a 7.1 on IMDb if you love Wes Anderson's films I think that you're going to absolutely enjoy it I don't know enough about him as a director um and about his storytelling um and about the messaging that he tries to portray with his films um so I will hold off on on any sort of comments until I kind of know more about Wes Anderson I personally did not understand this film one bit. Um I thought the individual performances by the 50,000 famous famous not not just like whatever famous actors but like A-list uh stars. I thought they individually did really well. I mean, I believed that these were their characters. I just thought the the story itself it was just so bizarre. So basically you know like this grieving father played by Jason Schwartzman who was really good but very low key um he and his family uh, the wife just died he hadn't told the kids yet so they're driving uh, to this place this asteroid city because they're doing um like a science fair um and and each each of these kids his kid is doing in a is is in the in the contest for um you know like coolest invention scientific invention or whatever and and i won't tell you what happens after that but it just gets increasingly bizarre um it's just an it's just an awkward watch because you really you really feel uncomfortable because of the pace i guess and i think that's my problem with it in a way is that the pace of it it was just so like it took a long time to get somewhere yeah, um, that's that's his style for sure. Yeah and and I don't know if I'm supposed to be as I'm watching it because I'm 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 like I get like 25 30 minutes in and I and I'm and I'm noticing this pace and I and I start panicking because I'm like did I just miss the in between the lines kind of messaging going on you know at the beginning of this film like and so I just got kind of distracted by it um uh Scarlett Johansson's in it uh, who plays a really subdued role Tom Hanks is in it, and his role is rather subdued. Uh, Edward Norton is in it. Adrian Brody's in it. Um, and, and they all have, like, these really sub- And that was the problem. Everyone is very low-key to match along this sort of low-key pace at the same time. Their yeah. performances were really good. Um, I, oof, man, like, I don't know. I don't understand it. I, I think if you love him as a director, I think you'll love this film – yeah um, i'm very happy that i didn't see it in the theaters to be honest because i i think i would have left there quite upset
0: <laughs> yeah i i don't know if i'm gonna see it in theater or not um i might go see anna jones again i've got it i've got some time today where i, I want to see another film and I, I would see indiana jones i again. think i'm seeing Anna see jones again uh spoiler mm-hmm. alert, i've already seen it as the as the recording. We're we're filming the other podcast tomorrow, so that one will come out early next week. But um, uh, and also spoiler, alert, I, I I I'm a big, I enjoyed where
1: the movie went. So yeah, you're a huge fan so far. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Well, let, let's get into your last one and wrap it up. Last one, uh, wrap it up. Yeah. So Pete also saw a movie called The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster.
1: Well, yeah, I saw I saw um I saw a poster for it, and I was like, that looks. Interesting. So it's directed by Bomani J Story and it stars Laya, Laya De Leon Hayes. It didn't get great numbers. Uh not, not box office I'm talking about uh ratings. It got a five point one. So basically, this girl is um a young black teenager who is brilliant. She's like next level smart, and she believes that death is a disease. Her brother gets brutally murdered in front of her, and she wants to bring him back to life. And she figures out a way to cure his death, right? Um, now, based on the title, you can kind of guess that he comes back as sort of a monster and cannot be controlled in a way. Um, it has elements of like a horror thriller and a element of uh, the way it's portrayed, the way the story is told, because they they grow up in such poverty in like an inner city sort of um it's just gritty it's a gritty film and i thought that it was really well done uh, and i'm just giving it a little bit of a shout like if you have a chance to see it i mean i i would give it a shot it's not a a horrible watch i thought that it was a very well done movie i felt like i was in the situations that they were in there's just an element of realism to it um that I I just can't really kind of explain, and I thought I would do better um with this review. However, despite its rating, I think it's worth a watch.
0: Awesome, we'll take that for what it's worth. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, but
0: that's good. It, it, again, that's the point of this podcast: is maybe we can yeah. see stuff that other people haven't. Maybe you're you're you you catch it streaming, or you're able to see. It in, is it in, in theaters or? Yes. Okay.
1: But so it might be limited, but.
0: Awesome. Well, with that, Pete. Uh, so again, yeah, obviously, some next podcast. Obviously, the big film Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, uh, directed by James Mangold, of course, and written by a ton of people, to include David Kep, who wrote, uh, I believe, Last Crusade and Kingdom of the Crystal Soul too, right? Uh, no, but we don't talk about that. Yeah, but but still the same writer though. So that's always like you know, that's good to know. A bold uh, maybe- move that's the big one uh all eyes are gonna obviously be on that movie is it gonna how well is it gonna perform um i know the projections are i don't think as high as people want it to be but we'll see
1: um you know um yeah so we're looking forward to that and i'm really hoping they don't do a a passing of the torch like they tried to do with uh crystal skull like What's no, his name? no, no, no. no. The,
0: everybody's gone on everyone's gone on record just saying that this is the last one. So I don't I don't know if even they're trying to do a spin-off or anything. I mean there's no there's no succession plan in place. So this isn't like Star Wars where they're planning right versus and all that stuff. So good. Awesome Pete. Well thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh to make sure you like and subscribe and and share. And again, we'll be we have more movies on 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 the whatever i don't even know what i'm trying to Dock say it. docket yeah there we go we got more movies on the docket uh obviously the summer's just getting started mission impossible still uh coming up as well um that's the only one i can come to my head but uh yeah stay tuned more amazing reviews and we'll also talk about classic films as well we're gonna get get, get going on that as well but thanks for tuning in and with that pete that is a cut thanks guys